Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Listen Now, the podcast where we go through the back catalogues of some of the most important and rockinest bands of all time, starting with Australian pub rock legends Cold Chisel. With me, as always, is my co-host, Sam Tonkin. Welcome, Sam. G'day, g'day. Hey, and Sam, for the first time ever, we are joined by a guest. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's comedian, rock and roller, and host of That's the Drink Talking, it's David Quirk. Oh, hello, guys. What's happening? Hello, hey. hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks hey, so much just for coming I, in. Thank, it's a pleasure. It's more pleasure than pain. Um, can I just say? <laughs> it's a fine line. Is this not just soul? I just heard that intro. Is this not just solely going to be chisel the whole time? Is it's weird that we're we're leaving that door open? But I, I guess we're aware that you'll you know, exhaust cold chisel and yeah. then see how see what happens. We'll see we'll do another, that's good. That's fair enough. Another season. I did. Yeah. No, it's good. I think that is quite wise actually. Because <laughs> could you just talk? For the foreseeable years and years and years on Chisel, maybe I definitely I could. Yeah, pick but, each song apart. But I'm I like to leave yeah. the door ajar. Sure. I back myself I think... in the corners before. I do another podcast, which You're is all about and... primates and popular culture. Yeah, and that you know I did not give myself an out there, <laughs> and I've been I doing think... it for over a year. I think that's got more scope than um, <laughs> just pure Chisel. <laughs> that is but true. That but is I commend point. you both. Thank you. Oh, thanks so and much. It's great to meet you, Sam. I know Matt very well. We went, would we have met through? Because I used to know Caroline. Now I'm getting oh. very family oriented. You're yeah. going very. This is, sorry. This is on pod. To now. the listeners, yeah. <laughs> sorry. To the listeners, I met your sister Matt. Didn't I? Well before we met in yeah. the comedy world. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's oh. another story for another time. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not even. I, I'm not even sure when we met. Oh, we. It's best to not think about it. The Great. Stewarts okay. go way back. Yeah, oh, the Stewarts, Stewarts and the Quirks. Yeah, <laughs> they go way back. Because we both we've we've got our families both. Uh, Historically, mm. come from bright slash poor punk, the Alpine region. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Mm. And so you, your crew would holiday in my hometown. Yeah, wouldn't they? That's right. Yeah, we would take over. You'd get the best of our town and, yeah. and ruin it. <laughs> yeah, we sort of get the best right. and the worst. Would you call yourselves tourists? In, I like to think visitor. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, sorry, yeah, we're yeah. regular visitors. Good. Yeah, but it's hard to be called a tourist when you know when we're staying at families' houses and stuff. Are you still a tourist? Well said. Then? Well said. No. If no, we've got you, blood in the town, you know what you are. Lucky. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you are. But yeah, you're right. There, there's certain times where Bright is not that pleasant because there are too many outsiders. Oh, yeah. mate. Easter weekend. Don't and, go. Oh, and I, I think Hot I. Hot Rod Weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yucky. That said, a lot of Hot Rod types would probably love Cold Chisel. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. this is for we them love in you a guys. way. <laughs> yeah. What, what is your relationship with Cold Chisel? Being a country boy? Um, do you feel a connection? No, well, look, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not going to. Please um, be honest. That's what this is an honest zone. Yeah. It's when you safe, step inside the zone. listen now bubble, 
I feel like truth is appreciated in this podcast. It is, definitely. And, um, yeah. I will only speak the truth. There's a Bible in here and yeah, I've already... put your hand on it. But, it's um, the culture's of greatest hits. So yeah, yeah, it's a working class man. <laughs> yes. Um, I, uh, I guess, oh, look, I was um, in like the early 90s uh, when I was t- getting into my teens. I got right into skateboarding, as you know, probably, Matt. And um, so with skateboarding for me came... Punk rock, basically. Of course. And uh, so that was my the the bed I laid everything on was yep. that. Um, before that, when I was a really young boy, like primary school, I remember loving Michael Jackson. Um, oh, okay. Because well, he was very popular at the time yeah. in the uh, uh, very early 90s. And uh, and also Guns N' Roses, which I would later then, you know, 20 years later, fall back in love with again. Mm-hmm. But I gave all that up for this punk rock thing. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, I remember in the 80s, so I was very small, um, you know, those hits, like those cold chisel hits. Um, like, and now the album we're going to talk about today, uh, there's a bunch of them on it. Yep. So I sort of knew them. As a matter of fact, today I've just had in my head the whole time getting here that song, my baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just stuck in my head. But um, these are songs like I never would have said I liked. And yeah. I, I even thought only like in bogans in inverted commas, yeah. um, liked Cold Chisel. Yep. And it took me years to sort of understand that you've got to put all that aside because the they're a great band. And I think I was re-reminded of it listening to this album, which I should – that's my relationship. So I basically – I had no real interest in them. I thought they were for everyone else. I thought they yeah. were a stupid band. I, and I even in the last – probably through my 20s to up to now, really loving ACDC mm. and um, – knowing a lot about them, doing a lot of reading about ACDC, I would still go, well, they're the Australian, well, so-called Australian band I'll take. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's no pianos in ACDC. There's no this and that. And so I thought that's just straight ahead, rock yeah. and roll. It yeah. is, it's, it's one song repeated with well, different lyrics. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, but, no, I've been unfair there. Yeah, they've got if, at least if, three. Uh, if Bon is listening from the other side, I was only looking around. Yeah, but um, but no, I, I could I, like the um I Jimmy Barnes on the you know is like is is outrageous and the band you know are amazing. So that's I, I, I guess in my maturity I can say this. That's why I chose to jump at being on this podcast. Yeah. I'm like I can't really talk about this band, but yeah. I want to. Right. Funny that I just mentioned ACDC, which I a band I if I had to choose between the two, I know like Desert Island sort of stuff. I know what band I would take, and mm. it's not Cold Chisel, but yeah. um. Cold Chisel. Who, who, I wonder who it is. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's a lot of mystery there. Um, but uh, Cold Chisel would have never. I mean, I'm a Bon Scott era ACDC fan, yeah. but um, I can take all of it too, ACDC. But um, my point is, they would have Chisel would have never written a song called uh, "Given the Dog a Bone" right. as an example. You know, so <laughs> yeah. arguably, a a, arguably a smarter, you know, like less <laughs> offensive band. Yep. Far, you know, far less. So yeah, than, say ACDC. Yeah, yep. like Don Walker, like the main songwriter for the band, is you know uh, a he's, poet. He's a, he's a poet. Yeah, yeah. Did he? Okay, go, go. Let's keep going. This is getting exciting. <laughs> no, I, but I, I, did you know this about Chisel and ACDC? I mean, they they came from a very similar place. But Jimmy Barnes was almost walking in Bon Scott's foot. Except he he replaced Bon Scott in it as the front man for a band in the seventies. Fe- was it Feather? Yeah, interesting. So, um, I feel like it was Fraternity. I should know that, but one of those F bands. Yeah. Well, I also- and they're both Scottish-born Australian immigrants. Both of them, their band sort of moved all the way around Australia, but came up in that pop, pub rock scene. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think why I I would choose because I think ACDC are great as well. I've seen them live a few times, and I think they're you know they're awesome, but. Mm. Uh, I think why I'd, I'd probably go with Cold Chisel is just 
the variety of sound. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think ACDC are great, but they do. They feel like they've just locked in on basically one sound. Am I? I might be sounding like a bit of an ignorant outsider on that, though. No, 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 no. I think that's kind of true. Um, it's like uh, the ACDC are like the Ramones in that regard. You know, right. like they get put into this like that's just the same song over and over again. But yep. it's um, you either have an ear for it or you don't. You either sort of it makes sense to you where it's like that is what that should sound like. Yeah, that rock and roll, which is how I feel. Yeah, sure. but um. But yeah, like I was. I think you haven't you haven't said what album we're talking about. By we're the talking way. about Swing Shift. Uh, yeah, their first. Although they're actually their second live second. release, but their first full length. What about the cover of this album? Because I can't oh, quite work out sort of. It's a. It's is a, it Jimmy Barnes on that? Yeah, it's it Jimmy Barnes. It's an action shot. He's got his band yeah. red bandana on, and it's clearly taken from like video or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like a steel sh- a screen grab Technology. of like video. From not and this album's from 981. Is that correct? 981. That's right. Yeah. So it's it come came out the year after the massive hit East in 1980. Yeah, yeah. And the album, was, sorry, wasn't the it? album? Yeah. yeah. And it came out, I guess, on from that tour. It was yes. recording of that tour. Yeah, it was from two different uh, shows. Two different gigs. So one in from, Sydney, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Capital Theatre and Festival Hall in Melbourne. Oh, oh cool. Um, Festy Hall, Festy where Hall? the Beatles played their Melbourne show. Was it really? Yeah. I've, that's pretty insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. I went to the uh, sick. Someone gave me it for a birthday present, gave me tickets to see one of the big Beatles cover bands mm. play <laughs> on the 50-year anniversary <laughs> at Festival Hall, which, you know, sounds all kind of like silly, but it was, you know, once really you're in there, I was good. like, really? oh, it's great. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I met some of my oldest friends out the front of uh, Festival Hall. We were skip school. I'd faked a note from my dad saying I had an appointment that day Um, and went with my friend Loren to sit out the front of Festival Hall to see uh, Angels and Airwaves, which was Tom DeLonge from Pink-22's side piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen a, I've seen a few uh, pop punk bands. I've seen yeah. Pennywise there and Friends of Rom. Yeah, and... so plus forty four, the other half of Blink One Eighty Two's oh, post breakup. Right. Never even heard of them. <laughs> great album, one album. Right, loved right. it. One of my start to finishes that I'd never skip a song. Right, yeah. great. It's a hot tip. I saw yeah. Devo there. Oh, oh that would have been great. Like, late like the recent. Because they only toured like in the last. No, it was in the last decade. Yeah, I reckon, and it was great because yeah. they're a great band, of course. I but, don't um, know anything they sing apart oh, from Whip It. Whip It. Yeah, they've know. got a lot better stuff than that. If Do you really? from all the stuff we've already talked about, you'd like them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for Do sure. Do some research. Later. Uncle Cam, one of his favourite bands. He loves. Yeah, it. He would have been at that. Carrie time. and Carrie went to that one. I think all the aunties went to see Devo. Yeah, right. Oh, that's cool. Actually, see all, the Stuarts and the Quirks. Yeah, yeah. Go a long way back. Yeah, my go Quirks don't know anything shows. about music. <laughs> Let me, apart from me. Yeah, right. I'm the holdout of the Quirk family and music. That's it's interesting. Gotta be, it's gotta be it's true, actually. All jokes aside. I, I didn't realize it was recorded. I've I've seen so many shows. That's like it's like. Just pre, just smaller than arena shows. That's mm. that's the big venue. Well, it's also before I went there. It's um, universally agreed it's a bad venue. Yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. says that, don't they? Yeah. It's shit because <laughs> the way you have to sort of sit off to the side, if yeah. unless yeah. you're in the front, is odd, right? You got to be on the floor there. And apparently the sound isn't great. No, not that I it's, can it's tell. It's like, for lack of a better, it's like stunted. Right. Like yeah. it doesn't have the. It also, like, it also doesn't have much atmosphere, does it? No. Yeah. It's a boxing it's stale. stadium. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Arena, apparently. That's what it used to be used for Friday night boxing. Or and something. yet I still believe they shouldn't shut it down because they no. were closing it down, weren't they? Or they still are. There is some. Knocking it down. Yeah, it's the it's, fact the Beatles play there makes it almost like I, you should it, never close it. Also, it's also where I saw Pantera play. Oh. Nice. Yeah. I, I think saw it's the Foo Fighters there. I think it's the venue that Slayer famously 
that uh, the singer Tom Araya couldn't sing, and they got other oh. they got people out of the crowd to jump what? up and sing oh, like karaoke almost, and it was agreed that it was a terrible Slayer yeah, show. That sounds- no. Yeah, just getting. Who else can sing? No. Like everyone's got their hands <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Pretty bad. Anyway, yeah. So that was. It's, it's got a lot of history there. Yeah, yeah I um, think so. The Beatles they, band. Uh, they also must have agreed that Festival Hall is a bit shit because the most of the um, album is from the Sydney show. Um, right. And who was it? Um, Don Walker said it was pretty much the highlight of that tour because by the time they got to that show, um, they'd played East all over the country. Uh, and this was kind of bringing everything home and they were playing East to their home crowd. Right. Uh, and the producer, Mark Opitz. Mm, famous um, director. I mean director. Uh, produ- what is he, a producer? sound man? Yeah, producer, yeah. Um, producer. Um, he said he just rocked up at the gigs with recording equipment, didn't tell half the band he was going to play because he didn't want them to ah, get shy about it. The, yeah. So he wanted to get them in their true element, uh, which I, you know, I've, not having seen them live, I can't. Truly, not know, but I feel like he's captured it pretty well. Well, I totally agree. Since you guys have told me that we were doing this today, mm. and I thought, well, I'm going to listen to that album a lot since in the last 48 hours. Yeah, and it, it I've heard that they did. It's as it was recorded. That's what you're hearing, but it's mm. got thousands of hours of overdubs on it. Yeah. No, 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 hundreds, hundreds of hours. Sorry, really? Yeah, yeah. Which most live albums do, oh, but right, it does okay. sound great. Yeah. yeah, like if. You don't even have to know some of the songs you don't know, and they sound excellent. They still sound good. Yeah, I think so. I know. It I sounds agree. really, really good. I think. I it's I I've loved listening to it. I've been yeah. the same. I've been flogging it lately. Do you want to share not, something that yeah, I read, please, in my extensive research excellent. for your podcast? <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, for the if time. you go, because like you said, Sam, there's not that much written about it. Mm. I thought. Because you said it was their iconic album, and I was like, I bet it is. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Iconic live album, yeah. Yeah, and there's like none of the usual sources I could no. find reviews on, like sort of high quality. Like there's nothing Rolling Stone never reviewed it, I guess maybe the – yeah, or like um, the newspapers didn't send a review. You know, like no. Normally there'd be like – Yeah, because at this point they were so big as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But um, so I found some stuff on Amazon. Excellent. And you do like, you know, they're talking about the album for sale and then yeah. just re- punter reviewers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One guy – I forgot his name. I already love where this is going. He just says, this is how he opens his review. Swing Shift is, without question, the finest recording of all time. <laughs> no and questions. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, just, that's all he needs. Out of, that, out of all <laughs> recorded music. <laughs> this is, he wasn't even specifying music. Yeah, he's just saying recorded just sounds. <laughs> yeah. It's the finest. So there you go. I don't, we should just stop the podcast there. Yeah, the, yeah. Just, the end. Thank you for listening. That is amazing. Like That includes like famous speeches, Martin Luther King's. Yeah. That's better. This it was is, better. Swing Shift shits all over that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just looking up because I, I I hadn't a thought to look into um, producer Mark Opitz. Well, Opitz, I, 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 I'm about to embarrass myself, but he's done like didn't he do everyone like uh, Guns and Roses he's, or something? Or he's just it looks like he's he was for a period the yeah. go to guy for go. Aussie, oh, Aussie Aussie. So, pop, so you did got he work ACDC, with ACDC Power Age, best album, uh, uh, greatest single greatest recording of all time in my opinion. <laughs> oh, in all stop. seriousness, it is. The best. You've inspired me to go because I would only I've listened to I reckon you know Back in Black. Yep. Uh, mm. uh, quite a few I think times. High voltage. I've got at home somewhere. Oh yeah, that's early that's... good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I and I'm going. Do look back at Power Age. Power Age. You can't. You Add can't. It to my list. It's my best uh, I'm, gift. I'm already thinking back at assorted ACDC songs in my head, and they totally have a variety of sounds. But it, it is. It's sort of I. I feel like people. No, but it's you, they do and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, like Highway to Hell is quite a different song um, from, say, uh, Giving the Dog a Bone or mm. Beating Around the Bush. Sure, yeah. You know, they, they do have a range from sort of bluesier to yeah. straight ahead rock and... There's always something in common, though, but I think yeah. that's what an ACDC fan likes. Right. You know? Yeah. And that, I wonder if they ever felt like that was a trap. Well, clearly not. They're like the biggest, one of the biggest bands of all time. But you, you know, so you can, it's, you, it's you, ironic that by being so dogged, yeah. we're not here to talk about that. No. But the idea of being trapped by your <laughs> success, right? Like, I, I remember hearing that uh, Nick Cave feels like he has to wear a suit pretty much every day. Oh, you read He's that? He's pretty much putting a, you know, the an, a, a costume That's on. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. Don't you think that, like, you, you know, your success or your persona and you're like, this is what people expect of me I now. Wish I, I had have that to problem. do this. I wish I had an excuse just to walk around in a suit every day. Yeah. It'd be great. Like, he's shut up, Nick Cave. <laughs> well, I don't know You're if lucky. he was complaining about it or not. I'm not sure. Or just observing day, it. So he's about to say. Like, summer so, must be tough. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to picture him in short shorts. Not shut it? up, Nick Cave. He's probably listening. <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> probably. Um, he's a big supporter of Australian shout out podcasting. To Nick Cave. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, so Mark Opitz. Opitz. Mm, Opitz, yeah. Uh, the Angels, a few of their albums as well. A uh, bunch of so from the east onwards, he did uh, work with Cold Chisel. Mm -hmm. They really didn't get on super well with the previous producer, and then obviously really like working with him. Also, Australian Crawl, The Divinals, Hoodoo Gurus, Noise Works. This is literally the list in I grew up on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the big in excess albums by the looks of it. Shabu Shabar. Mm -hmm. Oh, Live Baby Live or Live Baby Live. Live Baby Live. <laughs> now could, that the day is over. Be. Is that a song? Mm. I don't know it. He did I it. got a new sensation. Oh, that. What's Live Baby Live? That's their live. Al They did a live album. Oh, cool. Live yeah. Baby Live. <laughs> but he said the live, lyric please, is Live Baby, baby Live. live. <laughs> <laughs> they give him mouth to mouth. Yeah. <laughs> breathe, damn it, breathe. That's their follow-up that follow album. <laughs> <laughs> he also did a Kiss album in 2003. Did he? Kiss Symphony Alive Number 4. What? Poor bugger. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw Kiss live once. Was really? it great? I got there were two for one tickets. I went with my uncle. Two for one tickets. Uh, they were kind of they were kind of great. It's funny they're a, a band where people of a certain generation love them, and then if you're just older than that or just younger, mm. you think of them as a bit of a joke. Well, but I there's could a talk sweet about. Spot. I bought today about on the way here. Bought um, Ace Frehley's biography. Right. Really? Yeah, it was five bucks, and I was I wasn't looking for it, but I was like, oh well, I will read that at some point. I like. Why not? I love. So I love Early Kiss. Yeah, I do. Excellent. You are a big music bio fan as well. Is that true? Yeah. Well, that was the first one I bought in ages, actually. Yeah. And I'm getting back into it. Nice. So you got to give Jimmy but, the go. But I've, I think I need to read. I'm pointing with my thumb because it's behind me. <laughs> Working class man. I'm more because I'm more interested in the. I don't. I know his childhood was real mess, yeah. but I also feel like ah, life begins when you're an adult. I don't Though it would go a long it, way to explain how it, fucked up he is. It explains is as an adult. a lot. Yeah, of right. Why the second half is also fucked up. But I think <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I've only I've only been um. I listen to books. I've only been listening to mm. the, the adult one, and he who's I, narrates working, working class. He man. narrates it. It's does he? So good. The, the way he does it, he. Although he, he does accents. Yeah. Um, we talked about of, this on the last episode. Most of them non-problematic. Um, <laughs> when he, like if he's doing an American, talking about He American does American accents, yeah. He does Irish. Irish Liverpool. His, uh, Liverpool. Yeah, Weird. Yeah, mm. Australian accents. He does all the accents. And then he, he'll sing sometimes. There's one bit. I should play it again. I yeah, can you yeah, play it? <laughs> well, the, the way he intros That's great. Uh, the chapters, he'll just say the chapter name. But one of the chapters he was talking about, kind of their infamous performance at the Countdown Awards, and to start off the chapter, 
he <laughs> sort of sings the countdown theme, which is like a drum fill. And like you know, the, you know the countdown theme. Don't no, you? not off the top of my head. Well, oh, see if you recognise it. Uh, let me just find it here. One second. Oh, this, this is the one that I, I thought was the most fun. I didn't play, I haven't played this yet, but he does a chapter about um, the roadies. Chapter seven: Pig, Bear, Beaver, Spider. <laughs> There's names of some <laughs> some, some roadies. Pig, Bear, Beaver, Beaver Spider. Good. <laughs> um, so this is how he intros the chapter about the countdown. Chapter 12. Do yourself a favor. Countdown. 1978, 79. Countdown. Oh, man. Is that something a child would do? Yes, it is. That's really good, isn't it? Can you find the real clip just for the listeners that are unfamiliar? That's yeah. really funny. That's good. Well, should I, would you recommend listening to it or reading it? Uh, well, I've only done the listening. And I've only read. Oh, to this day, I've never, li- I've never listened to an audio book. This is the first audio book I've listened to. Are you enjoying uh, the process? Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. Well, what I'm loving about it the most is I'm listening to it with my eyes closed at night time <laughs> yeah. in bed with the lights off. Yeah. it's You can't do that with a book. That you is, can't. Correct, it's very yeah. hard. So that, that's why I'm enjoying it the most is I'm just finding t- time the to. The convenience. It's probably yeah. not bad if you drive a lot as well. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, totally. reading while driving but is I, hard. considered unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like reading though. Reading is way more relaxing. But because he's sort of performing the book, yeah. it does add a different That's element interesting. to no, it. That is cool. It's, apparently Keith Richards' book, which I've read, is great. Um, but apparently him doing it is very good. Really? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Life, it's called. So he's on my yeah, it's on my list to it's read. It's a tricky one, but I, I feel like you can basically I do that good, yourself. That book, yeah, mm. it's, it's I think all the, maybe um, Barnsley's isn't an exception, but what I hate about I shouldn't say hate, but any of the rock bars I've read, I almost feel like I could skip the first four chapters. I'm like, oh, you're a kid, yeah, yeah, you grew up somewhere, yeah, okay. We all did, yeah. You know what I mean. But then I feel like life gets good for anyone, any adult, when you sort of tell me about when it got interesting at sixteen or eighteen or twenty, and then you know what I mean. Barnsley might be the exception because he had such a fucking hectic yeah. time. <laughs> but but, he, but the, if you just read the second one, he he starts the story. He does it. Just pre- seems like a madman. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first chapter or the what do you call it? The prelude or whatever mm. prologue is a story from um, like 2011, and then he goes back. Chapter one is in the in the van driving from Adelaide. From Adelaide. Which is, to, which is where the end of the first half finishes with him basically like, all right, I'm about to get on this van. We're gonna go start a band wow. and then finishes. And I didn't realise that was where it finished. So as I'm reading the first book, I'm getting towards the end of it thinking, shit, there's not many pages left. Yeah. We've not even got to Cold Chisel. Yeah, yeah. And he's like on the van waving goodbye to Adelaide, like, fuck you, see ya. Do and then it continue? finished and I was like, oh, shit. I've got to get that second <laughs> And then I had to book. wait for like, yeah, it was like six months or something. Oh, you read it really quite quickly. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, wow. I smashed through it. If, if I and when like, it came get out, into obviously. something, yeah, if I really get into something, I'll smash it. Wow. The most I've ever read of any of them is in the airport. I pick it up, every almost every airport I'm in, I just read it half a page and mm. then put it down and then get it on my flight. Yeah. Um, I'll have to get it. I like that it's hardcover. Yeah, me too. Um, and you can get signed. Do you know that, these? speaking of ACDC again, that in – one of the books I read by, uh, I think, the best, this great writer named Jesse Fink, this mm. um, Australian guy, he, I think it's in his book, The when ACDC was sort of about to break, I think, and don't quote me, but they were on the same label maybe, as, and I'm totally blue-skying, but I've, uh, as in guessing, mm. but I think they might have been on the same label and they were trying to break these two bands into America. Yeah. And they thought, 
cold chisel is the sure thing. Like they're going to be so that's going to work right. for sure. And for whatever reason, I can't remember why it didn't. It didn't quite break. And then ACDC obviously is ACDC. They really they talk about it in. But uh, it's really interesting how now that I've heard this, especially this live album at that time, if that's what they sounded like and were doing live at mm. that time, I'm actually surprised they didn't get far bigger mm. in America. It's ha- kind of heartbreaking to hear in, in yeah. the story because it's, it just sounds like it was mismanaged, at least from yeah. Barnes' perspective. Yeah. They didn't. It just didn't give him a great shot. The guy who was. And also Barnsley was very volatile and yeah, probably didn't help the situation. You know, like he getting drunk every every day, so it, he wouldn't be the most um, diplomatic. Yeah, sure. To manage, yeah, he was pretty stuff. much just like "fuck you, throw a glass, yeah. slam the door" kind of. So thing. So probably shot himself in the foot, maybe. Maybe a little bit. It's hard to know, but um, right. yeah, it was, but they also did not seem to give him their best shot. Like the guy who was looking after them on on the label over there didn't. Didn't come see him live. That's right. That yeah. rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, and they put him on all these mismatched tours where they were yes. supporting like Ted Nugent. Yeah. Um, Real hard rock, like middle America, rednecky sort of yeah. crowd. Yeah. And Jimmy Barnes was like, that's that's not really our sound necessarily, which is yeah, they're funny. Yeah, they're very soulful. Yes. Like, you know, and uh, not, I don't really go out of my way to listen to bluesy sort of stuff, but it's really great, you know, sort of. Bluesy shit. Yeah, surprisingly, I'd never heard the song. Yeah, it does. It does. Mm. Yeah, I'd never heard that song. Breakfast at Sweetheart's. Mm. I never even heard it. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think I had anyway. But he introduced it. He goes, "Here's a reggae song on the album," and it's a fuck. It sounds awesome. And I don't. I'm not one of those people that says I hate reggae. You know, that's a pretty common thing that people. A lot of people feel. I fucking reggae sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that strong opinion on it, but I don't. Go out of my way to listen to reggae. Yes, but when it's good, it's I don't great. like reggae, and it's got its place. Yeah. You don't like it either. I love it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, High thank five. You. We did it. No, I don't. Um, no, I don't. I don't like reggae. Good, good. <laughs> End let's, of sentence. Let's clarify that. <laughs> no, I think it's great. It's great. Breath is a sweetheart. But I do like that song, and I do. There's some reggae I probably like. Oh man, outside of Ten CC or whoever um, that sang that song. What about? Oh, it doesn't matter. Toots and the Maytales. Look them up. Yeah, Toots. 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 He went all right. He goes a long he way. Goes to too. This is we're, we're talking about before the countdown theme. This is what it sounds. The actual one sounds like. <laughs> that is not it at all. Wait, is that it? No, that's the. That was a drum fill. Was that the long intro? No, I think that is the countdown theme for you know letters and numbers, which is the English show. Oh, that's still pretty. It had a drum fill. But they've got the picture on here on this YouTube thing of the the proper logo. All right, it looks the same. Again, that six years difference between us, Matt's really showing right now. And do you want me to Google it for you? I'm older than I imagine both of you. And so Sam's just nodding like you fucking <laughs> would be. I can tell by looking at you quick. It's because um, I it's because I searched you on Wikipedia and I saw ah, how so old you know, you are. My point is, I feel too young to know about um, cold chisel. So what's your excuse? <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, they, they I'm broke just up. I mean, it's a good point though. Broke up a decade um, before she was born, basically. So. Yeah, Triple <laughs> M. Yes, it is. I've just seen Devo played Countdown in 1981. Did they? Did they smash the set as well? Did they play? Can I just guess the song? Was it? The Satisfaction cover? Oh, let's have a look. They did a cover of The Stones. I can't get no satisfaction. Really? Yeah, it's really silly and good uh, and very entirely different. <laughs> I can't get no. I think, all right, how's, is this the theme potentially? I think that was it. 
Because he said just count down at the end. Jimmy's version was better, but Jimmy's version was better. It wasn't even in terms like. Oh, so good! I love that very, very much. Excellent, Jimmy. What did you think of it? Oh, he's just coming up over the mountain. Coming from afar. Okay. Jimmy, is Jimmy, are you there? James. Okay. He's coming. Sounds like he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy. Wow. Oh, You're in Jay Cullinan. Something about it, right? It's actually so good. It is. It's something about it. Oh, shoot, that, what's the name of the song? Uh, big Enough. Screaming. Big, what? Big enough by Kieran oh, yeah, J. Yeah, Carnot. I've like actually heard the song. A little gif of from. Oh, it's so good. From the. I actually do. I've seen that song. I don't think I knew that he was in it. That's so yeah. good. You, yeah, How just, powerful is his voice? Oh, it's, ridiculous. It's big. Like, still, it's, is that that's crazy? That's I'd call like, it what, it's some sort of a ago? mix between gravel and honey. <laughs> yeah, but more yeah. gravel. Definitely oh, more gravel in this. A bit this more one. gravel that time around. That's right. Do you want to hear a a genuine review of the album Swing Shift? By our friend who have been using all his reviews and mm. re- recent episodes, Adrian mm. Zup. So we're Zuppy. We're, we're doing we call- a podcast in a podcast yeah. called What's Up. Oh, that's good. Reviewing the reviews <laughs> okay. of Adrian Zup. So Zuppy writes, Zuppy. good friend of the show, Adrian <laughs> yeah, Zup yeah, yeah. from All Music. He writes, June through August of 1980 saw Cold Chisel take to the road for its hugely successful Youth in Asia tour of Australia. There's a little play on words of euthanasia. Wonderful. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was too dumb to even realise that at the time. Yeah, I wonder, like... It's a pretty bad name, actually, now I think It's sort of, yeah. I thought it was actually cool. I was like, euthanasia, that's cool. You know, like as in... Because they would... They would have played there. Right off the back back of East? East, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the the fact that it might... It sounds like it clearly is a play on words is, like, really annoying. Yeah, I know. It's a shame, isn't it? Because... Not because I'm offended by it. I'm just really dumb. (laughs) You know... (laughs) But it's also strange because normally the other part of the play on words would have some sort of relevance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like a second meaning within the second. Yeah. Where does youth maybe, Well, maybe they were ahead of their but, time and they just wanted the rules to change in Australia. Oh, okay. And, you know, so or let's maybe legalise it. They were wanting to be standards. put out of their misery. Well, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. yeah. The way Jimmy writes about this period of his life. Yeah. This was I mean, kind of this was kind of the end of the near happiness. Yeah, yes. Although I think the American tour was the beginning of the end. Somehow. Yes, sure. Anyway, the band was at the peak of its powers. This is back to Zup's words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the band were, were at the peak of their powers and launching from all launching from all silos. It's a nice. Term. I read that. Yeah. What does that mean? Is it's it... like running on all, firing on all cylinders? I is think it's like, a fuck up. I is think. that just an extra country version? Of is, that, that? Is, is that like a? I did read that review. Like wheat silos. Yeah, yeah that's what I pictured. <laughs> launching from all sides. So like, or is that a is that a NASA term? I think it's a farmer term. Right. Yeah, we're launching from all silos today, guys. <laughs> I don't actually know if it's a typo or if. Can we do a quick check on that? On it is like Thanks. um firing on all silos. I I just Google those words and see if that's a thing. Yeah, I feel like firing on all cylinders is a thing. That's right. Maybe launching from all silos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's apparently uh, the first thing that comes up on Google is, is Adrian's how, up. Adrian's up. Uh, how to launch a nuke? Oh, so it's about missile launch facilities. Oh, maybe and, they work uh, a nuclear silo. Okay, oh, so it is a. Nuclear, it's just so. it's us. We're, it's us who's wrong. Yep, I we're was the like, wow, they, they're they're uh-huh. jumping off wheat silos. Yeah, I mean, that silos. is a very country thing to do. Yeah. Do you think that we were foolish to question the Zup? 
No, I think still I ridiculous. Think we were very and, much in our. And room. I would go as far as say fucks up. <laughs> <laughs> what the fucks up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they were launching from all silos, and <laughs> it shows on this seventeen-track, two-disc set recorded at the Capitol Theatre in Sydney on August twenty-nine and thirty. Doesn't mention Melbourne there. Cop that. Uh, producer Mark Opitz, who felt this was the best of Chisel of the Chisel albums he'd worked on, also only the second, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. unless he was an engineer on a previous one, mm-hmm. uh, claimed that he didn't put in a single overdub, which hey. has since yeah, been yeah, I read that. And then, well, I think I read I've read that, but then I must have later read that they went and worked on the album for hours and hours. Right. And hours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a clear indication of how hot the band's chops were. Cold Chisel was touring in support of its newly released breakthrough album East, which had burned up the Aussie charts in short order, and seven of that disc's songs are performed here. Highlights from Chisel's first two studio albums are also featured, as well as three covers, including a blazing rendition of the Jerry Lee Lewis standard Don't Let Go and Credence Clearwater Revival's Long As I Can See The Light. The only question mark in the set is the inclusion of Bob Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door, a song the Chisels always seem to enjoy playing. Ah, that's interesting. I thought it was a really good version. That That sentence doesn't make heaps of sense. The only question mark is that song, a band that they always seem to enjoy playing. I think he's saying personally he sees it as a questionable inclusion, but I thought... And I at like first I'm like, oh, it's, it's a bit of a hack cover because of Guns N' Roses. But then I remembered and, yeah. that this is pre-Guns N' Roses yeah. covering it. Oh, it, yeah. This is like, if you're what, gonna 10 listen, years prior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, says, it does sound good if that's your thing. Yeah. 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 I, so I wonder, um, yeah, I wonder if, if, if uh, Axel had heard it, heard their version. I wonder. Don't you wonder? Yeah, because they're both. The, that's my only question mark. Are you more of a um, live and let die is that you? I think that's a great cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. Do you uh, know but I also I like I yeah, yeah. Paul McCartney. That is a I think both versions of that track are great. But totally. again, the first version I knew of it was, was Guns and Roses. I think Guns when you're this yeah, age, same. that's the way it turns out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I no, I just made you sound like you were my age. Sorry about that. Guy. <laughs> uh, we're we're with uh, anyway. It doesn't matter. Zup goes on. Mm. He Please. isn't done yet. He's not with that up. question mark. Zup's all over it. He's ruthless. <laughs> Let up. <laughs> Uh, though proficiently delivered, it's an unnecessary oversized bite. That's what oh. he's, he's having a go at. The, the it's cover. a long cut, isn't it? It is a long yeah. cut, yeah. But then again, when your stocks are soaring, you can afford to indulge yourself a little. Seven of the numbers on Swing Shift also appear on Cold Chisel's Farewell live album Last Stand, but there's no redundancy in these snapshots from different eras. I love the different eras are also like three years apart. Yeah, it's which different eras. Yeah. It makes it sound like they wrote them ten years apart. Yeah, it's, it's just, silly, isn't it? Given anyway, this l- one last year that we wrote. <laughs> yeah, that era. Yeah, last yeah year. different era. <laughs> Highlights are many, but it's hard to go past the band's signature number, K-San. The dark and frantic conversations, the beefed-up rockabilly of Rising Sun. This next one's a rockabilly song. Yeah, I like how he introduces. Uh, maybe only two with the, the genre. It's yeah. still really stuck out for me, though, because if you did it nowadays, people would be like, oh, this guy is trying to say that he's punk rock. Yeah. He's more punk pop, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the rock and roll meteor, Goodbye, Astrid Goodbye. Fuck, that's a great last song. It is song. a good song. Uh, great support work from saxophonist Billy Rogers and harmonica player Dave Blight add extra spice to several of the songs. That's true. Saxophonist. Yeah, that, that kind of that makes that it a real 80s good. rock mm. sound, right? Yeah, it's, it was, it's great. It's cool. All big 80s rock songs seem to have a sax solo. It's true. It's true. Do you know why, Have you, in my um, further reading, why it's called Swing Shift? No, I don't. I did find this. Yes, yeah, Sam. And oh, you go. Please go Try on. me. 
Because uh, I'm just recalling from memory what I read a couple of days ago. So, oh, now I've oh, lost my facts. Oh, I've cooked it. Oh I've cooked it. It's something to do with – it's named so because – Swing shift, the swing shift in a like a in a mental ward type oh, thing. Right. Uh, that's like the midnight sort of crossover, and it's when everyone was at their worst, at their craziest. Oh, okay. And so, hence the name, a, the uh, frantic nature of right. You know, there's the energy an article of this from album. 1981, which really shows its age because of the language used. But mm. uh, English. I'm English. from 1981, oh. so. Oh. Look at some language I use. I'm prone <laughs> to some rough stuff. Uh, is the uh, swing shift is the midnight to dawn shift that the staff in asylums dread? The hours when the crazies go crazy. That's right. That's probably what I read too. Yeah, that. Jesus, when you said, said it was going to the language was going to be bad, I was expecting a lot worse. A lot worse. But... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, Swing Shift was an instant number one, platinum certified hit in Australia. Jeez, I read that sentence strange. Further enlarging <laughs> the cold chisel aura. As for the album title, the band claimed, damn it, <laughs> the band claimed <laughs> it was a reference to the Midnight to Dawn Shift. Oh, shit. That stuff in Metal Asylum. <laughs> really jumped the gun on that one. We can edit that. Um, <laughs> but we won't. <laughs> somehow that seems very apt for these wild colonial boys, which is a, he's a referencing song. a song on their, song. Out, their following album. I didn't know that. And to say that's how little I know about Cold Chisel. But um, that wild colonial boys um, it, it was also the name of the com- so-called comedy show by Chopper. Oh, and right. who was that footy player? Uh, um, uh, Mark. Uh, Mark. Jacko Jackson. Yeah, those guys were called. That tour was called the Wild Colonial Boys, and Ooh. imagine trying to. That was bad at the time, which was only like probably ten years ago. Yeah, imagine that now. Colonial's a tricky one, isn't it? It is yes. a tricky like one. Like a beard yeah. that I like, Colonial. Yeah, but I'm ashamed of the name. <laughs> but they do. They have those lids that take the whole top. I like off. that. That's great. It turns it yeah. can into a cup. Into a bloody cup. Yeah. <sighs> can I just read a, the last line of um. You know, the swing shifters without question, yeah. the, the finest recording of all Please time. Do. He ends quite strong too, mm-hmm. not as strong as he opens. Yeah. And I assume it's a man because only a dickhead man would write this. But um, the final track, Goodbye, uh, comes to a fantastic climax to end the album, but it is never enough. The listener always <laughs> wants more after being blown away by swing shift with an exclamation mark. Start it from the top. <laughs> it's got an exclamation mark at the end. I love after that. being blown away by swing shift. <laughs> He's exclaiming it. He's yelling this at his That's computer. cool. It makes you like want to go and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was pretty impressed well. when I put on the first song, which I didn't know, Conversations. Oh, that's... It's like, wow, what a ripping track. That's And this is something we've been talking about a bit. They're, they do great album openers. Yep. And that right. is an album opener from uh, their is – that, that's off um, Breakfast at Sweetheart's, their right. second album. But yeah. their album openers are always big solid. bangers. Yeah. Real uh, solid. Sweetheart's opens with – conversation yeah cool cool so that's the one Um, they chose to open their show very cool it's very cool uh (laughs) we talked about at the start didn't we that um when we were young we we sort of wrote them off as a bogan band Mm -hmm. uh, a chav band if you're listening from the uk Mm -hmm. a redneck band if you're from the us is chav chav and bogan sort of the direct 
Yeah, more or yeah. less. Do you They're think a different it, looking group. Yes, yeah. yeah. The Chav is to, to uh, look at. Did you ever watch Little Britain? Yeah. You know Vicky Pollard? Vicky Pollard, yeah, but no, uh, but yeah. The track, yeah, like a Adidas tracksuit sort Chav. of thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas a bogan can come in. A bo- like I think the word yobbo doesn't get used anymore. No. But I think it's a yobbo. It's a yobbo band. Um, are you a yob or are you a when I was Whereas bogans actually can be rich now. Bogans, you know, yeah. so I think yeah, it's different. A, but we know what we're bogan. talking about when we said bogan, don't yep. we? Yeah. It, it, when, yeah, because well, when I was in school, there were, it was almost like people said they were different groups. There was yobbos and bogans. And I was normally uh, more likely put into the yobbo group. Sure. Which I, and I don't, I can't remember. I think. This I is pre the mullet. Someone, exp- well, it was, <laughs> I've, I've gone through different mullet phases. Yeah. This would have, might have been. Mid mullet, I can't Mid-mullet. remember, but I had some awful haircuts in the in, in high school. Sure, I had the, that gelled up spiky hair. Yeah, for weird what little goaties. Yeah, like real gross. New metal. The purple beard yeah. you had for a while. Was Pink beard, pink? yeah. Dimebag Daryl inspired, but nice. um, I. That's right. I. What was I talking about? Oh, oh yeah. So someone explained it to me haircut? once. No. In, in school, there's bogans and yobbers. Bogans like bourbon and coke. Yobbers like beer. Bogan's like motorsports, Yobbo's like football. Oh, but I don't, it's, it's not the way it works, though, is it? I don't no, think. I don't think so. That's just one guy, and that's that stuck said, with me. That's it. Yobbo's probably do more like motorsport than football. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I think we've nailed it. Is Jeez, that it? Good yeah. to see you, Is that both. it? That's the, that's the one. <laughs> it was you, wasn't it? You were the one who oh, I did start this. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask about um, is there more of a uh, cold chisel song uh, than – than K-San. And so I don't know. I'm actually sort of asking yeah. the question. I feel like as an outsider, that's the that's song, the isn't it? Is. And listening to it, and I even looked at the lyrics yesterday because I really never bothered to mm. um, really know them, though I always knew it was a sort of a beautiful, sad old song, but um, never really read the lyrics. Yeah. And it's actually a, like a bit of an artwork. Yeah. And Don Walker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so short stories, basically, a lot of them. Yeah. It's crazy that it's um, yeah, it's like a literary, beautiful storytelling. Yeah, and uh, so it's funny that it's we all thought, or they even did get hijacked by the Bogans. Yeah, you know when they had a sound like that. It's more. It's oh, no, I don't really like saying this out loud, but it's almost got the same kind of long form song storytelling that like, um, American Pie has or something oh, like that. You yeah, know, like that yeah. kind of. Like lengthy multiverse, yep, uh, thing going yeah, on. Yeah, you know? just that story of the people. That's not a good of. comparison, by the way. I don't think, but I'm well, just saying we, it's sort of. You're saying American asked. Pie is the American K Sam. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you can put that on my headstone. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be confusing yeah. here, for you. Here lies David Quirk, who <laughs> believed that American Pie was their K Sam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? Do we want to hear some of the tracks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything in particular? Maybe we'll um, just. I'll give go, you a bit of the very the beginning. Yeah. yeah, surely. Uh, so this is conversations from the album Swing Shift. It's got a cool intro. This is yeah. how the album opens. Yeah. Is that mossy? Having a little yeah. dingling on the guitar. <laughs> a little dingling. This is sound check. <laughs> Sounds good. They set the mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just drops into this groove, right? Yeah. 
about to see a show. Yeah. yeah. And where Jimmy's probably on side of stage swigging the last of a bottle yeah. of vodka and he's like getting ready, like hyping himself. Yeah. He, he smashes check- it over his head and then <laughs> walks out in the band. Yeah. He named Jack Stolichnia in the book. Does he? Yeah. Wait for it. Still, it's just this intro. I love a big build. Mm-hmm. I'm a big build fan. That's why we love that version of Bow River so much. All about tension, build, and release. Build this <laughs> For a minute in. And they're just collecting their thoughts here. I'm staying quiet. Sorry, Jack. It's almost like a country sort of jig. Yeah. yeah, it is a bit. So good. It's very cool. Yeah, so good. good. Um, I reckon K-San. Always going to have a little bit of K-San. Always going to have a bit of K-San. Let's just turn that down. Like, after five seconds, we're getting into the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what we've waited for. And we're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all about build tension and no release here. Let's see what... I want to... Um, this is Jimmy Barnes introducing Rising Sun. Right, here we go. Here's a bit of rockabilly. And doesn't he do breakfast at Sweethearts as well? Mm. Here's a bit of reggae. Yeah. Yeah. That's now that real a bit walking of, bass. Let's hear a bit of reggae. It's me, Shane. There's a reggae song. <laughs> That's back to me playing. Yeah. What accent did you just put that in? <laughs> I, was, I think it might have been. That might have been Liverpool. It sounds like the police <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um. Um, I was really impressed with Cheap Wine. Cheap uh, Wine? Again, a song I never really, oh, yeah. apart from the chorus, yep. you know, I was like, oh, it's, I get it. It's about it's about Cheap Wine and a yeah. dude with a three-day growth, whatever. Yeah. But then I realised that the second verse is, he knew a girl, I heard she died, yeah. something about crucified on a needle. On a needle. Yeah, 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 and it's like, oh. Yeah, so I listened with very new ears, and it sounds great on this, on this swing shift, the finest recording of all time. <laughs> Full stop. Uh, which one was that? Well, let, let's hear a bit of K-San, their, their iconic song. It's interesting because it, it became better known after this period. For sure. It sounds so delicate, just the piano and Jimmy right now. Mm. And then it gets back into the, the deeper. From the ocean to the silver sea. And it's only out of kind of based around a man that Don Walker knew, a Vietnam vet. Yeah. And he said that he, if he realised it was going to be such a big song, he would have written it differently. Right. Interesting. Which we've discussed a lot. Like, what a what weird is, thing to say. Yeah. Because, like, because of the way it was written is why it's iconic. Like, <laughs> yeah. he Did he want, want it to be, be smaller? Or yeah, like just know. to be not so played out? Sort of yeah, thing? I'm not sure. Um, well, because it's obviously, it's that classic thing where it's still got a really memorable, simple chorus, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's a really yeah, weird thing to... When we get him on the show, I'm going to ask him what he meant by that. I would have a word to him. Yeah. Um, what else should we hear a little bit What's of? that line? Their legs were yeah. off and open. Their minds were off and open. Is he talking about the, the uh, 
Vietnam in, in the war? Yeah. What's he talking about? I had not considered that until I was driving here listening to this album. Right. I, I was like, I assumed that it was about the women. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just figured it was like, I always assumed it was the... Oh, that's me. Shit. I was like, my watch doesn't make that noise. It's <laughs> never made that noise. I still, I still looked at it as if it could be. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I I always kind of figured it was. It's from the perspective of the Vietnam vet not being able to connect with women. Like he, uh, uh, you know, he, you know the PTSD or whatever. He's he's trying to fill the void with yes. sex, uh, yep, yep. but not making a and Novocaine a mental connection or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, because. I need to maybe re- visit the lyrics again, but mm. their legs were often open, but yeah. their minds were always closed. Is that yep. the, basically yeah. the exact word? Yeah. It's like if, if if you're saying that people's minds, someone's, it's like everyone's minds are closed, but mine, yeah. in a way. So it's like it's almost like an ego-driven line almost. Right. You, mm. you know, I'm not saying it's meant to come across that way, but. Um, it's very deep analysis. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, like. Yeah, I wonder, because part of it would be, he would have been like, oh, this is just a fun sort of. It's like I'm fucking them all, it's a shame they're all dumb. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Which no, is, you're it, it. It's definitely horrible. Like, if you think it's, it's obviously a very sad. But closed yeah. mind doesn't necessarily mean dumb, doesn't it? It just not, means not open to a certain thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it meant closed to re- like a further relationship or something. Maybe I'm not sure. I've never really tried to analyze it before. No. What's the Novocaine line? Uh, something about speed and Novocaine. Speed and Novocaine. I think it's just referencing uh, that. That's another drugs. thing he's using to numb, yeah. numb so, the yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the lyrics now. I'm going to look them up. Um, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's an, it's quite a, like, because of those lyrics, it's quite, quite an odd song to have been. It's basically, it's one of the top probably f- handful of unofficial Australian national anthems. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and here it, you go. Sorry. Car parks make me jumpy and I never stopped the dreams or the growing need for speed and Novocaine. Right. So that's just PTSD. Symptoms yeah. essentially. Yeah. Car parks make me jumpy. I wonder why. Be like loud noises, loud dark noise spaces, that, yeah. shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. We, we've talked more about this than we did on the episode about this song. We so. did. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, right. Whoopsies. Um, can you play a bit of my turn to cry? Yes. That was one of your alternative hits from East. I really do. I love this song, and it's um, it's the album closer off East, and it's also the song Jimmy Barnes wrote this one. He, he, during his time in Chisel, he never wrote more than two songs per album. Mm-hmm. In the book, he talks about it when he was writing his first solo album. He's like, well, I've got no business doing this. Without Don, I'm nothing. And that's sort of, and yeah. then, uh, you know, obviously it turned out okay. His solo career was Pretty quite good. successful. Quite mm-hmm. I think seven number one albums in a row in Australia. Right. And he still felt, it talks a lot about. Just because people still, loved him. Yeah. yeah he yeah. still talks about how he just never felt like he was good enough. So right. like that whole thing about, you know, I've got no business doing this, like where's Don? And then any success he always, any success he had, he would compare with Cold Chisel's success at a similar period. Right. And just be like, fuck, they've still done better. Like I'm a piece of shit. Big and he'd time be like, he'd be like, syndrome. yeah, he'd be like, mm. oh, like second best selling album of the year or whatever. And he'd be like, yeah, but Chisel had a number one. Like it was just never good enough, and right. I think that that that's interesting because he defined. definitely had way more number one solo than he did in Chisel. I reckon so too. Yeah, also, another one of uh, unofficial Australian anthems is "Working Class Man." Yes, written by an American. Yeah, we might from... talk about that in a future app. Oh, maybe yeah, we should yeah. do that album as after we get through. The... I won't spoil. Okay, for the song. so here's my turn to cry, as requested by Sam. A Barnsley pen tune. 
just a rocker. Yeah, yeah. All three of us are just sitting here bopping our heads. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bopper. This, this song, I'd it never is. heard it. Yeah, that chorus. That song, this song stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah I'd, I'd never heard it until the last... This year has been my big chisel year. You were awakening. Yeah, I mean, I've said this multiple times on the show, but I'm a, I grew up a, a Greatest Hits fan. Yeah. Dad brought home uh, the, the 1991 just... Greatest Hits at some point. It would have been on sale probably in 1994 at JB mm. Hi-Fi. Yeah. And Nin- he brought it home. Yeah, maybe 1999. <laughs> and, he, and we just flogged it at home. So I knew those like 12 songs or something back to front, but never had heard that song before this year. You're going into the deep cuts. Yeah, and I'm loving yeah. it. I'm finding all these songs that I think I even prefer to the some of the bigger hits. Yeah. Some of these album tracks are just... Well, you can not, not you ever get sick of those great songs or the big ones or whatever, whatever band it might be, but if you become a fan of something, you really want to investigate and then you sort of stop listening to those other songs. Yeah. yeah. And then you would just... I've noticed I do that with certain bands. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that is, you know, I guess we should, should we hear a little bit of Knocking on Heaven's Door, the big question mark song? Yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, it's not that That's long. Mossy, Mossy sings it, isn't he? I think they all have a, oh, a verse. I, th- I have oh, a feeling really? that Don Walker even sings a oh, verse on this. Oh, you're right, yeah, because I was listening to it uh, yesterday and was like, hang on, that's not a voice I'm familiar with. Right. Have no. you ever heard of a, an outfit called Tex, Don and Charlie? No. I was a, so it's Don Walker with Tex Perkins Please. and Charlie... Names escaping me now, but he's sort of like a session musician who's been in a bunch of cool Aussie bands. Right. And they, they had a couple of critically acclaimed albums afterwards, and Don Walker started singing a bit more on that. And he also had a, a solo, um, a, a basically a solo band. It was called Catfish, but it was basically, you know, one of those outfits that he's, it's really just him. Mm-hmm. And his initial idea was to employ an actor to front the band and mime the songs. Oh, right. And he eventually decided he'd, he'd sing them not, live. Not, not do, do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Charlie Owen. Charlie Owen. Australian multi-instrumentalist and a producer. He was also part of Beasts of Bourbon. Beasts of Bourbon, yeah, that's right. So another iconic Aussie pub band. That's Mossy, right? I think so, yeah. Singing down low. Let me hear that. Oh, Mossy. I will admit, this album made me fall very deeply in lust with <laughs> Ian Moss. Yeah, Moss His is a, voice is a so beautiful. Yeah. We're going to see Mossy next oh. next month live. Well, probably this yeah, month. Yeah, I heard, this is weirdly, I was... I found myself watching morning, one of those morning shows yeah. uh, recently, and he was on it, on one really? of them. Yeah, I don't even know which one not, it was. Not the one hosted by Barnsley's son. Did you oh, know yeah. David Campbell's Barnsley's son? I didn't. No, I, David, I can't even say. David I, who, Campbell did not know that Barnsley was his dad until he was 12 or something. Right, right. Was so he a tin lid? Uh, no, I don't think, I don't so, think no. he was a tin lid. He was, he was from a, 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 uh, when Barnsley was a teenager. He was like 17 or 18 or right. something like that. And so David Campbell grew up knowing uh, knowing him as Uncle Jimmy. Yes. Um, and thinking his his mum's mum was his mum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is all pretty That's that Don Walker, I think, singing. Cool. He sounds like Anthony Morgan to me. Right. Comedian. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, you, yeah. 
course I do. I love, can you just replay that little bit there where he's like singing pretty reservedly and then he just absolutely lets rip and like that's the first exposure I have to him singing. Yeah. You love it. Oh, don't walk in there. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. He's that's, just big. That is fucking beautiful. What an underutilized weapon that voice is. Yeah. Like, How old was I been at this time, roughly? Well, that, I think Don Walker was a little older than the others. Yeah. I think. They're all under 30. Well, under 30. Oh, like yeah, mid, mid-20s would be like yeah. the oldest, latest. right? Yeah. That's crazy, isn't that? Wild. And that's such a, like, a. That's crazy, sexy, cool. <laughs> How ma- yeah, TLC. How many, <laughs> how many live albums uh, do they ever album- do? <laughs> like fuck, fuck you, TLC. Um, rest in peace, uh, Lefty Lopez. Yeah, yeah. Lisa Left Eye. Lisa Left Eye. Rip, rip, Woodchip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second John Williamson mentioned this show was happening. We couldn't think of his other song. That was his other big song. Rip, rip, rip Woodchip. It was an environmentalist song, isn't it? Was it? Yeah, I guess it was. I think it's, unless it was just was a pro, pro newspaper, like making, yeah, it might have been. Rip, rip, wood chip, <laughs> turn it in the paper. Yeah, surely it's pro-environment. I don't know. It's hard to know. I'm, I'm also am, a big fan of paper. So I, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm in the middle. Oh, it's just called Rip, rip, wood chip. That's, and that's how look it, it up, Sam. Yeah. Spell, you know, I've tried to give you a few I'm adding it to my list. But no, don't. Or look it up, but it's not one of my gifts like Power Age was today. Right. Uh, or that darkness song, million dollar you. song, it's and strong, Devo, yeah. not whip it. Uh, yeah, just learn a bit about whip Devo. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what about what's this one? Rip it, would you? Okay. Johnny Dubs was well ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. There you go, straight away. Yeah. He's talking about the future and also... Um, something, I heard the word sacred in there. Sacred, yeah. Um, and sacred paper. Clearly... The sacred A4. That's what he's thinking about. Right, oh, okay. Yeah, good. He was clearly no slouch. No... S- oh, yeah. Throw it in the bin. I think it's it's like why are we cutting down these trees if it's just if you gonna throw away the paper. He was very pro laptop. He was talking about a paperless society a long time before. I think he, he was um yeah he was Steve Jobs' brother. I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> separated Steve Jobs it. Williams. Yeah, yeah. He uh, was very pro. Oh, that's a nice uh, song. We should be playing that more. Rip, often. rip wood, chip, turn it into paper. <laughs> I've no not thought of that today. song in a long time. There you go. Are there any other ones we want to hear? There's, I mean, uh, Merry Go Round, another Rip Snorter live track. I rip think. Rip Snorter. Do you think it's a? Would you? Would you say Rip Snorter is fair to say, or is that too I much? Think, I think that is fair to say. Okay. Let it rip snort away. Oh my, my computer is not. Some See, this is which something. Song? That, Merry-go-round. Yes, I don't Just know it. I probably have heard it in the last day. I think it was second. it was second. It was track two. It's also a rocker, isn't it? It's yes, a rocker. It yeah, great. It's made for live. Mm. It's made for live, baby. Live. Here we go. <laughs> Just up and about. I cannot wait to see him. I'm going to go see him on a winery outside of Geelong in January, supported by Paul Kelly, Cold Chisel. Yeah, and you bet to see Ian Moss next week. Yeah. And if anyone has a spare ticket to Cold Chisel, please hit me up. Is it sold out? <laughs> yes. This is going to be... Get in, Sam. Get I'm in now. It's going to be a real summer of love. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
cool. Oh, I was trying to think of the song that has really good harmonies between Mossy and Barnsley, and I think it was this one. I couldn't remember which one it was, but they I just do great they just meld so well yeah. together. I'm like listening to listening to these songs on this live album. I st- I'm slowly starting to understand why they were so um, unhappy with the original recordings. Right. Was because like this is definitely way more energy. It's got a bit more rip snort about yeah, it. Yeah. They were very yeah. They were really disappointed that the pro- studio producers uh, weren't able Mugged to it. capture. Mm. Well, see that's their energies. Problematic, isn't it for mm-hmm. for the live act? Um, Tis. You know, like it's hard to capture it, but you know, here's a fact: um, the MC5, the great, uh, uh, they were, kick out the jams. Yeah, well, that album—that's the opening song off the album, "Kick Out the Jams," I believe it's called. But like, um, Sam, you're looking at with like, a vacant look, and I understand. <laughs> no um, you know, the Stooges or Iggy Pop. Yeah. Um, like they were pioneering pre what do they call proto punk. Okay. So not in these guys are doing uh, a thing. Early, early. Punk got. That was like late, like late 70s. 76 was, like when the, was big... the Ramones. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, so the start of the first punk album. Morning. But yeah, Higgy yeah, and this band called MC5 or the MC5, the Motor City 5 from Detroit. Um, their first album was a live album. Their debut oh, album was a live album. That because is badass. Um, they, they thought we can't get the sound. And so it's pretty fucking. Yeah, it's outrageous. I think they're another. It's another. Like, well, is it, if you've got the start of it, it's kick out the jams, motherfuckers. That's how it oh, is. Play, play the start. It's crazy. Oh, they're not. They're not playing it. It's normally this intro where he goes, "Kick out the jams, motherfuckers." <laughs> it's like 1969. Oh, maybe that's. Maybe this might be a separate recording. Is yeah. it? Uh, it's crazy. 1969, like same motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty outrageous, given it was like the end, near the nearing the end of the peace, love yeah. and happiness, and these guys were playing this full on motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. It's great, right? But it's a live album, and then from then on, they got cleaner. And but it's uh, sometimes the only you've got to. I don't know how do, how do you capture the sound, and if if they got screwed over by the recording process, if that didn't help them, whereas ACDC didn't have that problem. You know, they they were all sounded amazing. They've, yeah. So. There you go. Yeah, that's another that's another classic song that I heard as a cover first by Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that? To kick out the jams. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm feeling pretty uh, ignorant right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> but look, look up that song. Yeah. Add it to the list. People uh, should definitely check out Swing Shift. It's up on Spotify, so it's very easily accessible. Um, we probably, you know, there's so many tracks on it. We don't need to go through them all, but. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you have do you have a, a highlight off it? Do you think you're asking me? Yeah. Are, there, are you mad? I was instantly into conversations. Yeah. Uh, when because it's the first song. Yeah. But yep. I was like, I was, I was, you know, I was ready to not be so en- enamoured with it. You know. So I guess it got me um, looking at Kaysan again. Yep. Is it okay that I say San? I don't know why I keep I saying think, it. Probably. I, that might we, even be right. I, no, so I, I say San. Up, it's K, I think it's K-San. And then there was a quote about um, Bruce Springsteen covering it and he kept calling it K-San. I like apparently him. it is K-San. But again, this is just on right this magical website called Wikipedia, which oh, I yeah. cannot. I've heard uh, about it. Oh, you have? Yeah. It's it's doing really good things online. So yeah, they need money. Up and coming. Um, Constantly, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Can you spare a dollar? I would say. No, I cannot. <laughs> Just because it was what I was getting right into today, I'm going to say cheap wine. Yep. Love it. Just Great. because I guess it's a huge F song that everyone knows, but I liked it. 
and I will like it again. Yeah, I know. I think that's a great call. I I find it hard to pick a favourite. What about you, Sam? Um, I because we've been listening to all these songs as the studio versions, apart from the covers. So it is yeah. does make it a little trickier to pick. Um, conversations. I agree. Mm. I, again, it's just a really fucking good album opener. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciated Juliet. I was just gonna say. I reckon because it, the it comes... album cover, the album version is a bit bland. I really like Juliet on the album. In so the I studio, did, I was just but like, this eh. took it to a whole nother level. I can't level. record. I might have not taken it in. Give so. us a, give us a little two, clip. I think I 100% agree. I reckon this is one that really jumps out. Yeah. This is so Juliet's from the self-titled debut. But it yeah, just, the guitar sounds so good. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's just mossy. This is all. Yeah. Was there only one guitar? Yeah. On I'm, stage. I'm pretty sure. How many? Yeah. Something, I don't know how many people are in the band at this time or at all. Four, I imagine. Five. So you got because it's keyboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's such a rad guitarist. He is. So good. Can't wait. So we're gonna. Where are we seeing? We're seeing him at uh, uh, the Palais. I think. Great. Yeah, in St Kilda, which is where I saw Kiss. Yeah, right. Up right. close and personal, they yeah. called it. So Juliet was the album opener. Oh. I think I might have actually chosen it as my. Oh, sorry, the album opener on on the, yes, on, but then on that, the subtitle. Yeah, that album I didn't rank so great, so. No, I really liked it, but I, I, had, to, I had to flog it a bit before it was a slower burn for me. Yeah. But I played it so many times. Which album, what's it called? The called Chisel. Self-titled. Oh, first one. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's been the hardest one to get into, but it also Agreed. has the least amount of songs I knew previously, which yeah. are, are like a, you know, a window in. But now you're feeling it? I do really like it, even though I have rated it. We're rating them all, and it's the lowest I've rated it. Sure, anything. but that's, that's okay. But that, I've loved all the albums, so which has sort of surprised me um, a little bit compared to where I was coming from. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll, now we, let's give them all a score now. Okay, so Sam came up with this system. Uh, the coldest chisel is frozen, zero degrees. So okay. sort of golf scores. The lower you give it out of ten, yeah. <laughs> the more you like it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, do you, have you heard there's a band, I think they're from Melbourne, Called Warm Chisel. <laughs> like, I don't know how long they lasted, and obviously, it was a. I, I don't know what style it was, but Warm Chisel, which is just a really funny fucking name, isn't it? Amazing. Anyway, um, I'm going to look them up to see exactly who they were. Yeah, I want to know. Um, okay, so, so the coldest chisel, yeah, not great, bad, in is, fact. Is, or just not nah, the lowest. Cold, the colder, the better. Oh, you, you want a cold chisel. You want a cold chisel? Of course yeah. you do. Um, okay, so where does this fit in for you? Swing shift. I'm, the greatest recording of all time. I, Where does this it fit in? Feels wild to me. So uh, previous albums I've given in order from the um, debut, they've been getting colder and colder. Mm-hmm. Okay, four degrees, two degrees, and one degree with east. I'm giving this 0.5 degrees. Oh, this is my coldest chisel album. Freezing. Yes. Freezing. Wow. I think. I and I only I only hesitate. A little in giving it the full zero because I need. I feel like I need to leave them somewhere to go. You can go yep. below zero. Oh, you. That oh, just gets colder. That is true. Don't worry. That is true. All right, I'm giving it zero uh, degrees. Even oh! it, science, I'm giving it zero. Science degrees. will even back you up on this. This it is can be, ice cold. This is freezing, and that's great. And you, there, there's room for other albums to maybe even. That's after true. This. Now yeah. that I know there isn't, uh, you can go into the negs. Yeah, you totally can. You can neg. Okay, you can neg. <laughs> you can neg on this. Man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna neg. Barnsy next time the same. No, it's good stuff. How about you, Sam? Would you give it a 
So you haven't been as bold. I've all I've given all of them a colder rating than mm. than Sam, even though Sam is traditionally the bigger Chisel fan. It is true. Uh, recap uh, from self titled. I've gone five, four, and two. This one, one degree. One degree. Because you're cold. That is chilly. I really fucking love this album. It's We're the both... freshest Chisel. It is so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been it's sitting frosty. in Tupperware yeah. for the last thirty years. It's ready to eat. <laughs> It's down in the crisper. <laughs> You've kept that chisel down there, and <laughs> next to break the iceberg lettuce. Yeah, yeah. What's beautiful? Do you, would, would you, do you hazard to give it a? Do you score? have a rating? Would you ha- for us? I mean, is hazarding the right term there? I like that. Um, my f- you that you wanted me to. When I looked it up, you go, we're going to be talking about the, the album Swing Shift. And it's, before you'd even told me that it was a live album, I looked it up and I was like, wow, live album, this is cool. And and so I was really into it. So mm. I, I won't give it a rating because no, I can't really, you, you know, can't I feel like it's not it fair anything. and I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I like, it's like I'm a huge Thin Lizzy fan. And, uh, Thun Lizzy. Thun Lizzy, yeah. Different to the <laughs> ladies. What is it? What do they do? I don't know, I can't remember. It's like hair removal stuff, I think. <laughs> yeah, Thun yes, Lizzie, it is, yeah. Thun Lizzy. Very unfortunate turn uh, of events. Hair removal that. cream. I reckon, now you mentioned, there are times where they feel like they're in the same world sometimes, Chisel and Thin Lizzy. Well, maybe because of the literary sort of thing. Right. Because um, Phil Linnett, Phil Linnett was compared to like Bruce Springsteen in his early days and I suppose you can sort of see that. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. There's a slight E Street sort of band vibe. Right. Well, we, our last in episode, just, we discussed the how. Don you know, Walker gave Jimmy Barnes in the very early days, gave him the first E Street Band album. And that was how Jimmy Barnes first heard of Bruce Springsteen. And the first time I saw Bruce Springsteen, Jimmy Barnes was a support. Right. And, uh, so there's mutual Bruce, respect there. One of Bruce Springsteen's tours, he covered K Sun. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. I'd like to hear that actually. Yeah, I've never heard. I've that. tried to find it, and uh, you no can't find a video of it, even a live video. No, I've, well, I've I've done a pretty thorough Google search, yeah, but yeah. I will continue. When I saw him, he, but I think it was he, like in the eighties or something. Maybe so he does. Yeah, might do an Aussie cover every time he tours. Maybe I don't. I don't know that for sure. But he, one of the times I saw him play, he covered a Saint song, uh, just like Firewood. Oh, really? Yeah. Right, see. Just hmm. like Firewood. Um, yeah. So, uh, Thin Lizzy, why do I bring them? Oh, their live album, Live and Dangerous, it's called, is mm. like. Not Live and Dangerous? Live and Dangerous. <laughs> and it's uh, considered, you know, their their high point and stuff. Whereas I don't think this is clearly because of what's written about it online, is not much. But I feel like you get the same vibe. Like the songs are sold in a slightly different way. And, yeah. you know, if you're a real fan, you go, sick, I'm glad I've, I can listen to to these songs like this. And the band themselves think of themselves as a live band first and yes. foremost. So right, I think they right, right. probably see this as, I don't know, I'm putting words in their mouth, but I think they probably see this as a more say true representation, representation of sure, themselves. Sure, sure. Yeah, mm. good, good. I'm speaking for Jimmy. Mm. I think you should. I'll speak <laughs> yeah. for Mossy. Okay, great. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us, David. Hey, Matt and Sam, what a pleasure. Um, it's been a family affair. <laughs> Dave, if you did want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Live. No, what is it called? <laughs> live Baby Live. Live Baby Live. No, what is That's it? That's our NXS podcast. Listen Now start. Pod. No one steal that. Listen Now Pod okay, on cool. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Great. And where can people find you? Um, I I enjoy the um, the social media of Instagram some more than, say, Facebook, yep. and I'm not really using Twitter anymore, um, Deadbeat, D-E-D-B-E-E-T. Great. Like beetroot, D-E-D-B-E-E-T. We'll put a Dead link beat. to that. In um, that's the... just fun. It's basically just me skateboarding and me talking about animal rights. 
Beautiful. Um, you, you got me on a soy milk. Did I ever tell there you that? There you go. You did, there what, was a I'll tell you this. Watch Game Change. The Game Change. Well, I, don't, I don't know if I need if no, I no, want No, no, it's any more about health. There's nothing, they don't really talk about animals. It's more about health. Anyway, um, but listen to, I guess, that's the Drink Talking Podcast with Harley Brain and myself. Yes. Have because you done he, a soy episode yet? Oh, as a, that's the soy <laughs> drink talking. No, not yet, because it's all about booze. Hey, and your episode, Matt, is coming out soon. Well, it probably came out in the past when this comes out, I think. Okay. Was yeah. there any... It should be Go up back already. and listen to yeah, it's already up already. It was a great fun time, but I did have a few drinks, mm-hmm. so I will definitely not listen back for fear of embarrassment. No, you're great, you're great. Uh, but uh, there'll be a link to that as well. Uh, that's the drink talking. Yeah, so much fun. Highly recommend. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode, does it not? Unless you've got any more the, segments. I think it brings us to the start. So okay. We're just going to kick off now. Like, what was what, no, no, I'm, I'm back done. to the beginning. I think I've said all I can do. Now, what did your man say, though? Because I think that- My man? Your man, what did he exclaim at the end of that? Oh, yeah. Because that <laughs> feels kind of- Should that of be abs- a sign-off? No, not- I think it should be. I think uh, as we, you'll, we'll let you sign it off, but before you do, uh, Sam and I, as we always say, <laughs> for two weeks in a row now. Yeah. Goodbye, Astrid. Goodbye. Folks, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm David Quirk, and let me just say that uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door is a fabulous interpretation of the Dylan classic, and the brief but magic cameo vocals from Don in this one send tingles down the spine. The final track, Goodbye, comes to a fantastic climax to end the album, but it's never enough. The listener always wants more after being blown away by swing shift. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.